This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Bunny. I am currently coming at you from a hotel bathroom in the middle of our road trip back to New York from Texas. We had to leave early because there's some bad weather that's supposed to be coming tomorrow. And it was like right on the trajectory of our road trip. So that being said, I didn't get a chance to re-record a brand new episode this week, but we're going to be playing a rerun and it is a bonus episode from July, 2021. So probably a lot of you haven't heard it. I'm guessing. All right. I hope you enjoy it and I will see you with a brand new episode next week. Hello and welcome to another bonus episode. This is bonus episode 10. Thank you, Patreon fam, for being here. I love you so much. It's such an honor. Thank you so much for all of your support. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about communicating your needs. I know I talk about that a lot on the podcast, but I'm just really going through it right now because this week, I realized something about myself that I didn't realize before. Like I literally had an epiphany when I was journaling the other day. I realized that a lot of the time I don't voice what I want in the moment. And then I get resentful over time, held in my needs, so that when I finally do voice something that I want or like something that I need, and it's not met with total agreement and understanding, I get really angry because it's been building up for so long. And I know how people do this. Like, I know this is a common thing, but it's hard, you know, to have perspective outside of yourself sometimes. Man, this path is like never ending, right? As much inner work as I've done with my higher self, it's just silly for me to think, oh, hey, you've become aware of everything about yourself. There's no more things you need to become aware of. <laughs> like, nope, that's that's not it. I'm not there yet. And then right when I start to feel like ashamed, having realized something that I didn't realize before and not, you know, being perfectly aware, my higher self is like, babe, this is a journey and it's not about being perfect. It's about unlearning. And if you were fully aware and self-mastered, you probably wouldn't be in this matrix right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is the human journey, right? I mean, that's why we're all here, all learning how to awaken to love, transform this consciousness, transform it to a higher dimension of consciousness, higher dimension of love, which 
would be a completely different world, a completely different reality. And we're here to make that reality possible. We're doing the magic, but it ain't easy. And it's really humbling. So yeah, I'm working on just voicing what I want in the moment and dealing with whatever happens after that. And that really scares me, but that's okay. I'm just going to take it one step at a time. Baby steps. Oh my God, I love that movie. Um, What about Bob? Have you seen it? In the movie, uh, Bill Murray says baby steps over and over again. Anyway, (laughs) you probably have to have seen it to really get it, but um, you should watch it if you haven't seen it. All right. I'm really excited for y'all to hear today's questions. They are so brave and so honest and so vulnerable and so inspiring. So let's get to it. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. First of all, I just want to say how much I appreciate your podcast and content. It's really helpful. I've been going through a breakup for a few weeks now, and it's really hard. I find myself stewing in resentment for hours on end every day. I feel so hurt and betrayed. Getting some distance from the situation has shown me how toxic and abusive my ex is. How do I let go of resentments when I know they're still out there being a toxic person? Thanks for taking the time for my question. Okay, sweetheart, it's only been a few weeks. That is not a lot of time. It's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to feel hurt and angry. All of those feelings need to be felt in order for you to move on. You can't skip over this process and there is no magic pill for you to just get over your breakup quickly. You know, when you're in a relationship, it's hard to see the toxic or unhealthy patterns of the relationship or abusive behavior even because you don't have any outside perspective. So after a breakup, the more distance you have from your ex, the more things become clear in a way that wasn't before. And even though that is a difficult process, it's really important that this is happening. The fact that you now see the way you were treated wasn't right is a good thing. The fact that you broke up is a good thing. So even though you are angry and hurt, you are on the right track and doing the hard but healthy thing for yourself. In other words, All this stuff is good for you. Your higher self has been waiting for you to see you deserve a relationship that is more supportive of your growth. And your higher self is so proud of you for waking up to that truth. But your higher self also sees that your ex isn't a toxic person, but is engaging in toxic and abusive behavior. And that is a reflection of their own wounds. In truth, they also deserve a healthy relationship. They deserve to do better, not just for you or for their future partners, but for themselves. Your higher self uses the vision of compassion to help you transcend the ego's feeling of rejection. That voice in your head that tells you the only way to get through this is to make either you unworthy or your ex unworthy. Your ex is not unworthy. It's their behavior that is unworthy of both of you. Your ego is always looking for lack and doesn't see yourself or anyone else's true self. 
their higher self. Only your higher self can recognize another person's higher self. And so even if your ex is still caught in their ego and still engaging in toxic behavior, you don't have to see the world the way they do. You can see them as someone who just doesn't have the healing and the awareness to make better choices. And you can begin to take their behavior less personally and truly know it has nothing to do with you. They simply are not able to be the partner that you deserve for reasons that you are not to blame for. And that is why you have walked away. And that is why you are moving through this now. Resentment is totally understandable, but holding on to it will only hold you back. It just starts to become not useful. Anger is a powerful tool in the beginning that can wake us up out of a really bad situation, but we can't stay there. And with time, I promise you won't. Be patient with your process, hun. Don't judge yourself for feeling the way you do. Your feelings are not who you are. You are your higher self who is now guiding you through compassion to a different path that is more reflective of your worth. Focus on your journey. You are not responsible for theirs. Hey bunny, um, I'm driving right now so I'm sorry if there's some background noise on this but thank you for listening and I'm calling because I have um, a problem, well <laughs> I have a lot of problems but <laughs> the main one that I'm struggling with at the moment is that um, I guess I, I do feel a lack of physical touch, um, intimacy, like physically, just like being there with another person. Okay. Um, giving yourself physical touch and, you know, taking warm baths and like doing self care. I feel like only goes so far when it comes to that kind of thing. I just love having a partner and I love having companionship and having somebody be there with me. Um, you know, and friends, they can provide you as company, but um, not sleeping next to my friends and waking up to their face in the morning. And anyways, I can ramble, but basically, like, I love being in a relationship. I don't have one right now. I had a really nice one. It was going really well. Um, and I kind of, I ended up, I didn't mean to, but I sort of just, like, sabotaged it and I got dumped. Um just from having panic attack and just kind of like some disagreements but anyways I don't have anyone right now which is fine but I have a problem with being impatient because I don't know when I'm ever gonna you know have that again so just sitting here trying to figure out a way to deal with my impatience um and people will be like well, just spend time with yourself and enjoy your own company. And um, I do, like I really do. I spend a lot of time alone. I've done it for years. I take myself out on dates. I go out to eat alone. I have a good time. I enjoy my company. I care for myself. And I really do, I like myself, which, yeah, um, not to sound like, oh, I love myself, but you guys know, you guys get it. So, 
But all of that can only go so far, you know. I don't know what to do with this lack of of physical um, affection and stuff that I'm having other than to be patient. So my question to you, Bunny, is, is there something that you can suggest for me to do practically in my in my life or in my mind to help me bring patience like is there something that you could suggest that I could close my eyes and visualize and just do that whenever I'm feeling that um, lack or like feeling that impatience growing in me Um, because I just want to apply it in a practical way but I'm not really sure how to do that and um, yeah okay So, like I said, I can ramble, but thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you have a fabulous day. Bye. Yes, missing those things from a relationship, from a romantic relationship, is so real and so valid. Of course, having someone to cuddle with and wake up next to and hold your hand is a wonderful feeling. But keep in mind what you are missing is your most favorite parts of a relationship when the relationship is working well. And I can bet you that there are things about being in a relationship like the really hard, unpleasant stuff like fights and misunderstandings and insecurities that happen when a relationship isn't working well that you don't miss. And you can compare that to being single. Like there are things you really like about being single right now. And there are things you don't. For example, missing that kind of physical touch. Our egos love to focus on what we are lacking in our lives because our egos are always looking for things to prove that we are lacking. Whatever the present moment is, Whatever is happening now needs to be different according to the ego. We are always waiting for a future moment, something better than whatever is going on now. That's why we never feel at peace. That's why we are always anxious. That's why we are impatient for whatever we believe will bring us that happiness we're longing for. Now, you said in your last relationship, you self-sabotaged. So you know firsthand that even when you do have a partner, you can easily feel like something is lacking, like there is something better than what you already have. And so you risk losing what you have to satisfy that craving. This cycle of impatience and self-sabotage won't end when you do find a partner. But what can help you in that cycle of impatience and self-sabotage is gratitude. Gratitude for what you have. When you are centered in your gratitude, you start focusing on the abundance in your life, not the lack. And guess what happens when you start appreciating your blessings? The universe recognizes that you are ready for more because you've tended to what you have. I had a spiritual teacher say to me once, that God isn't going to give you a bigger garden until you care for the garden you have. And that could be God or the universe or goddess or higher self or whatever term you use for your source. Well, caring for what you have is acknowledging that what you have is enough. It's enough for you to feel happy because happiness comes from within, not without. Any one of us can attest to the fact that we can be miserable in a relationship, that when we wake up to that person next to us, we aren't filled with joy and warmth, but anger and irritation. 
even if you had the most caring and understanding and, you know, sexiest person laying next to you every day, if you don't feel appreciative, if you don't recognize your blessings, that same person could seem like just nothing, not good enough, or you're just totally unsatisfied with them. Your reality is what you focus on. I know that you are a caring person who just wants to feel loved and appreciated by a partner. And yes, you absolutely deserve to have that. And I know that you will soon, but it will happen when it is the right time. Focusing on all the blessings around you will actually help you become the partner you want to be when you do find that person. You cultivate your own happiness. So start now. The following question is from an email. Dear Bunny, greetings from Bangkok. First of all, I would like to thank you and the team for making this wonderful podcast. Because of your podcast, it has helped me with my healing journey. My question is around healing my childhood teenage trauma, which has a lasting impact that has caused me anxiety, trust issues, and fear of abandonment. When I was a kid, I was diagnosed with autism in line with me starting to realize that I was queer. I faced bullying and discrimination from both my family members and schools to the point that I was suicidal at the age of 12. My mom refused to have me go to therapy for autistic children and took me to a Buddhist meditation retrieve instead when I was a kid. I didn't have a pleasant experience there as I faced verbal abuse as people there complained that I was too slow. The fact that I'm the oldest one, as I am from an Asian culture, so being the oldest one is a big thing and earns respect there. But people often admire my younger sis and compare my younger sister to me and say that she was better when we were kids. As a result, my younger sister has bullied me even today for my autism and queerness. I have just realized that because of the ongoing trauma, it's caused me to be jealous of my younger sister for doing good jobs. In the past, I wasn't aware about this childhood trauma until now. Also, it causes me to have anxiety and having a hard time trusting someone that I love. I know this sounds strange as I'm in my late 20s turning 30s in the next few years. I'm starting to heal this part and learn to forgive my family members, especially my younger sister. Though my younger sister can be implicitly aggressive and queerphobic to me sometimes, but it's getting better. I'm trying to learn to forgive even when there are times I feel triggered, but my mom has been supportive to me by helping me find a therapist and acknowledge the past. I have to admit, there are times I got triggered by how my mom admires my younger sister, but I'm trying to learn to appreciate my younger sister more. My questions for you are, number one, how can I heal myself from my childhood trauma and learn to forgive my family members more, especially my younger sister? Number two, am I too old to heal myself in this age? Thank you for taking your time to read my email. Oh, sweetheart, you are never too old for healing. You know, so many people live their entire lives never addressing their trauma because it's too hard for them. The fact that you have such a compassionate perspective, both towards yourself and your family, and you are going to a therapist and you are on your healing path, I mean, that is so beautiful. The thing about queerness and neurodiversity is there's so much ignorance about it. 
Not getting the type of support you needed in your adolescence isn't because there was something wrong with you. It's because there is something deeply wrong with our world's understanding and practices. We live in an ableist society. We live in a queerphobic world. And that has been passed down generation after generation. Your parents loved you the best way they knew how. And I'm really happy that your mom has begun to recognize the mistakes she made. Sometimes when we are the different one in the family, we see our parents treating our siblings a certain way that's different than us, and we feel like they love them more. But I don't think it's a lack of love. I think it's a lack of understanding. When we are different, our parents just don't know what we need. And so they stick to what they do know, what their straight daughter who is more like them needs. For years, I felt resentful for the ways I saw my parents interact with my sister's boyfriends compared to the way they were with my girlfriends. Like my parents would bond with my sister's partners in this super heteronormative way. But when it came to my girlfriends, it's like they didn't know how to act. And slowly, they got more comfortable. And it started to become not so freaking awkward. And I know this isn't ideal. We did get the short end of the stick in a lot of situations, but it's also amazing to be who we are. It's amazing to be different. It gave us special gifts. You have unique qualities that your family doesn't have, but there are a lot of people out here who know it's not people with autism who need to change. It's the way we treat people with autism that needs to change. It's not queer people that need to change. It's the way queer people are treated in this world that needs to change. You don't have to fit in. And that includes fitting in in the way your family expected you to. That includes fitting in in the way that your parents know how to praise you. Forgiveness is recognizing that your sister and your parents' behavior is a reflection of where they are in their own awareness. But you can help them on that path by voicing what you need from them, telling them not to talk about queer people that way, taking boundaries when you need to, doing what you need to protect your emotional health. And I know that you can work on this more with your therapist to find a plan of boundaries and communication that feels safe to you. You are doing everything right. Healing is a process. You are so beautiful and so is your future. The following question is a Patreon message. Hi, Bunny. Thank you for all your wisdom. I love hearing your podcast every week and you've helped me to feel more kind and loving towards myself. I have a question for you if you're able to answer. As I get older, I find myself reflecting on past experiences through new lenses, and some of these experiences are ones where I've realized that I've wronged someone else. Sometimes it's a friend or family member, and other times it's a coworker or acquaintance who I'm no longer in touch with. My question is, should I reach out to these folks who I'm no longer in touch with and did not have a close relationship to begin with to offer an apology or should I just leave them alone? I struggle with whether offering an apology is just to make myself feel better or if it would actually help the other person in their healing or just dredge up painful memories. Would love to hear your higher self perspective. With love. This is a really good question and I think it's really great that you are reflecting on this stuff and wanna do the right thing. 
I just want to say that there isn't one person out there who hasn't made those same kind of mistakes, who hasn't at one point in time treated someone less than they deserved. It happens because we're human. We treat others the way we feel about ourselves. And a lot of times we act unconsciously out of our own wounds. But no matter what we've been through, we are responsible for our own actions and being accountable is such an important step in healing. It's showing that your wounds are no longer in control of your behavior. So bravo for that. As far as reaching out to people, I think it really depends on the person and situation. Like if you hurt someone and they said they never wanted to talk to you again, you need to respect their boundaries and not talk to them again. But in some other cases, telling someone you're sorry, like reaching out to them on Facebook or DMing them on Instagram, or sending them a text, you know, or calling them, even if you haven't talked to them in a long time, can be appropriate as long as you don't expect anything in return. Because it's true, this isn't about you relieving guilt by getting their forgiveness in return. Because it's true, this shouldn't be about relieving your guilt by getting their forgiveness. Apologizing just so you can be forgiven isn't really apologizing. It's just avoiding dealing with the issue that you needed to apologize for. So I think if you spend some time really looking inward, you know, getting quiet with yourself, doing a meditation, closing your eyes, journaling, and tune in to what your true intention is for each situation. Ask your higher self to guide you through love and help you find the answer. If there is someone you know that you realize probably wouldn't want to hear from you, you can still apologize to them in a letter and not send it. That way you can let it out. And that can be a very helpful way to move past it and forgive yourself. The most important thing you can do is to not shame yourself for your past mistakes. Shame only makes you feel like you're undeserving and that doesn't help you do better. Like I said before, we treat people the way we feel about ourselves. So love yourself and have compassion for that person you were before who just didn't realize how worthy they were. Well, that wraps up this bonus episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everyone who sent in those vulnerable, awesome, inspiring questions. Y'all are just so amazing. You know, it's just so awesome to hear what you're going through because it just makes everyone else feel less alone. You know, it's just, it's really courageous to send in a question and it, and it is a way of giving back. So be proud of yourself for that because that really is a service that you're doing, not just for yourself, but for everyone that's listening. Thank you, Patreon fam. We couldn't do this without you. Have a beautiful week. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself encouragement words of encouragement affirmations anything that helps okay take it one day at a time baby steps right (laughs) okay i love you and so does your higher self talk to you next time bye exo higher self is recorded in brooklyn new york hosted by me bunny michael produced by kara gilvey with original music and sound mixing by michael bihari 